Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Lift off. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. My name is Mike. I will be... uh, Pointing us uh, hopefully in the right direction in the next two hours here as we try to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Uh, I do not do the show by myself. On my right is the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbin, approved memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Oh, good to be back. Coming to you live from the magswag.com mobile mini the mobile minis. I like the mobile minis. They are. Uh, it's not. It's not, as, it's not as impressive as the mobile maxi that you normally drive around in. Um, but uh, the mobile mini can uh, zip yeah. in out of traffic a little bit better, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got a little bit more pickup to it. A little bit more pep in its step. That's it. Yeah. Now, now, don't get me wrong. The mobile maxi can can make a hole or make it wide, but uh, the mini it just zips oh, in, yeah. zips out. You know, it goes. It goes. That's the way it happens. Uh, so how's uh, how are things uh, this week in the uh, in uh, in the life of Earl? Anything uh, interesting going on in your travels and your journeys this week, sir? No, nothing uh, too outrageous. Uh, just revisiting uh, a past topic of conversation. We you know we're talking about uh, you know the lockdown and and traffic. You know, oh yeah, its effect on traffic and everything. Yeah. Pretty much the uh, lockdowns over and done with. Yeah, everywhere now. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, because like, like we, I think we did. We had a little bit of conversation about it last week. He said uh, Florida's been back to normal for a while, so we've kind of seen that traffic and thought, okay, maybe there's some people staying home now. Uh, you know, the new normal is, you know, that eighty percent of the people are back at work and the other twenty percent are, are are at home. Well, we realized what it was. It's that we didn't have the tourists because everybody was locked down everywhere else. And now that they're released, yeah. yeah, we're back at 120% traffic, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I experienced it. And believe it or not, not that bad today, although, you know, on a major, you know, uh, major thoroughfare, you know, 70-mile-an-hour mile, speed limit highway, I came to a stop twice uh, on the same stretch of road. Yesterday, I came to a complete dead stop five times. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, and no, no accidents, no nothing, just tons of people. Folks, I, I know you can appreciate this around the country because you, you you probably hate traffic as much as as we do. Now, I guess listen, if you just got in your car and you were like, 
you know what, I haven't been out for a while, I'm going to go drive, I have nowhere to be and no time to be there, that maybe traffic wouldn't bother you. You wouldn't mind sitting still on the freeway. But I don't know, it's not, you know, Earl, it's not that I have to get somewhere on a certain time usually, it's just that I do have to get there, and I'd, I'd like it to be in, you know, a semi-efficient manner, you know? I don't want to be frustrated yeah. with, the, with the nonsense and the traffic. Listen, we had the rain starting this week, and uh, we got all manner of idiots out here learning or, or driving in the rain. And just, and I know you get oh, rain, yeah. folks, where you live. And I know in the Pacific Northwest and up in Michigan, you guys get you guys get rain, but you don't get it like we get it down here. We we only get it for maybe a half hour at a time, or thirty minutes, you know, or maybe twenty minutes at a time. But when we get it, it is like, you know, sixty mile an hour winds howling through, and uh, it it is the a tr- torrential downpour monsoon mini hurricane kind of thing. And for that fifteen twenty minutes. Everybody absolutely forgets anything they ever learned about driving. Absolutely. It's just over with. Yeah. Biggest thing that hurts me is the first thing they do is turn on their four ways and slow down. Yeah. I, I, I had, I had, uh, yeah, that's just, you know, listen, folks, when you turn on your flashers in the rain, all you do is blind everybody around you. Okay. They have no idea if you have your, your, your brakes on or whatever. Uh, you may think that we can see you, and all you do is blind them, and they're going to come plowing into you anyway because you can't, you can't gauge distances. You can't do any of that. It's, it's the same reason airplanes turn off their strobe lights when they go into the clouds to keep from blinding well, people inside the aircraft, and including the pilots, they don't get disoriented. The same thing can happen to you if you turn your flashers on in the heavy rain or in the fog. So uh, don't do that. Uh, if you do that, I'm going to get up underneath you and put you into the wall. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, it's not a good thing. Um, Earl, I had them yesterday. I had some big rigs with Florida tags in the rain putting their flashers on yesterday as I was driving. And um, it took uh, it took a little while, but I put one of them into the wall. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, to work on it. I'm back there pitting, pit maneuvering his butt, and I don't even think he knew I was there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Have I got a flat tire? What's going on here? <laughs> um, yeah, seriously, folks, don't don't do it. I had one today, Earl, that was um, uh, could not decide what lane they wanted to be in. Finally, figured out they wanted to put their flashers on, and and it must have completely lost visibility of the lanes was weaving back and forth between three lanes on the highway at 25 miles an hour trying to find some place to go in the rain. And um, uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was very easily put into the wall. That wasn't much much to it. Um, <laughs> I, 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 just, I just coaxed that one over. Um, yeah, I, um, up towards uh, Daytona area yesterday, um, or they were littered all over the sides of the road, like, uh, I mean, like, like spun out and, in the ditches and in the guardrails, like uh, like it was uh, NASCAR and not just the highway around Daytona, um, like Ricky Bobby had yeah. tore through there with the shake and bake. You know, <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty. Uh, yeah, people panic when they when they hydroplane. First thing they didn't want to do is hit the brakes. Oh boy! Ah, you just put off the gas and and ride it out. Ride Tires it out. Will gain traction shortly. I had another one today that. Uh, because, folks, I talk about, we're talking about a lot of rainstorms. We'll get them. We'll get two or three of these a day roll through, just depending on the heat and the humidity. Uh, but it'll be 15 minutes, 20 minutes of the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. Um, and it literally turns off and turns on. And you'll come through a wall or you'll enter a wall of it. Um, if you've ever seen, oh, what's that movie? The Final Countdown. 
where they go back in time on the USS aircraft or USS Nimitz aircraft carrier, and they hit that wall and they go through that time okay. storm. That's like driving in Florida. <laughs> it's it's, but it lasts fifteen minutes, not two minutes. You know. Uh, and oh yeah, I, I had it today. I went underneath an overpass, and on the east side of the overpass, or on, I'm sorry, on the west side of the overpass, there was no rain. Yep. On the east side of the overpass, what? 25 feet wide, you know, two or three lanes. It was pouring. Yeah. See, that's not an overpass. That's a time portal. That's that's a that's a wor- <laughs> that's a wormhole or something like that. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, but we get it. We get it. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, it, it, then it'll make the grass grow for six months. It'll rain so hard for a couple of days. So um, it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got, got to mow mine again already. Oh, listen, mine is uh, mine is begging for me. I might I might just go straight home after the show today and, and cut my grass. <laughs> Not likely. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, because we, we got to do the post-production show after the after the radio show. For those of you that don't know, Earl and I, uh, before the show, on uh, when, you know, during the week we meet. I think you guys know that. We have our production, pre-production show, and then after the show, we have our post-production show because we want to make sure we bring you the highest quality programming we can. Um, you know, it's just... <laughs> it's just <laughs> what? Come on. I said it with a straight face. You can't do it? Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Stick around, more program for you, and we get back from the break. And we made fun gun <laughs> The Keltec Sub 2000 semi automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity. Not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence. Coming back in about two minutes. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder One minute. Foundation. One minute. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425 All right, here we go. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. That's the MagSwag.com studios. Uh, Earl, how are you doing out there today? I know you're on uh, you're on the roadways in the uh, the mobile mini studios. Just want to make sure you're doing all right. Yeah, doing good. Uh, ran into another one of those rainstorms that you were talking about, but... I'm doing okay. Absolutely ridiculous, folks. So listen. I, first off, we didn't plan about talking about rain. We, you know, we always we always kind of have something that we want to talk to you about. Uh, little, you know, little little how's it going? Uh, maybe a little banter at the beginning of the program, and uh, and we just we ended up talking about rain. It it really is not not uh, not something I wish upon uh, anybody that I like. Let's just say it like that. You know, it's um, for the for the rest <laughs> of you for the rest of you who don't know how to drive. Yeah, go ahead and go play your bumper cars all day long. Just we'll be off the road. Yeah. Um, Earl, I figure a good place to start today, uh, since we we did a uh, uh, an update on the McCloskeys last week. Uh, for those uh, uh, first joining us uh, today for the first time, and I, I guess there must be people that joined for the first time, Earl. Otherwise, we wouldn't keep getting new listeners, right? I mean, so uh, I, I just figured that yeah. everybody, everybody that's been here since the first show is here still, all you know, thirteen of them. Um, so we have uh, the McCloskeys, for those that don't remember, just joining us, the 15-second the, the synopsis is uh, the McCloskeys, the attorneys out of St. Louis, uh, Mark and Patricia, I believe her name is, it's either Patricia or Pamela, at, they were the ones that came out and defended their home after the BLM crowd was busting through the gates in their neighborhood, and uh, they came outside with some firearms uh, to greet them and discourage them from uh, trashing their property on the way to where the mayor used to live. Again, great intelligence, folks. And... Uh, they ended up were being charged by the uh, the biased uh, city attorney, uh, attorney, uh, uh, you know, district attorney from the city there. And uh, last week they accepted a plea bargain, a misdemeanor plea bargain, which ended up giving them a. I think he got a fifteen hundred dollar fine, uh, and he had to surrender his rifle. And that 
was during the week, and then remember Earl on Friday they went and paid the fine. Right. right that, so that left them free and clear. You know, they no longer had charges pending, no longer had anything against them. So what does Mr. McCloskey do? Earl? He I, went and got a new rifle. <laughs> yeah. He, he didn't wait himself 24 hours. He, he got home from work, and, and, and the next morning I think he put on his best go shopping for a new AR clothes, and he went and got himself one. Nice. You remember what kind he got? Do you, I know you saw it, and we were talking about that. That uh, he he got himself I a little higher end brand one. name. But what I did, well, what I did notice is uh, he got a carbine gas length one. I could tell by the length of the handguard, right, right. carbine gas. Me personally, I, I I want at least mid length, if not rifle length. It just shoots so much smoother when they're mid length or rifle length gas. I yeah, I agree. I I think that um, it's definitely an upgrade for him. We know that last time. Remember, he had one. The pictures were of a full size, look like an A2 or an A4, 20 inch barrel uh, AR, uh, you know, uh, variant. So, at least at this right. point, now he's down to a uh, a 16 inch, and this is the one he's got, folks. Is um, this looks like a standard mil spec copy? Um, it has the uh, plastic hand guards, the front sight post, uh, the M4 cut in the barrel. Uh, it's got the bayonet lug. It's got the detachable, uh, you know, rear sight slash uh, uh, carry handle. Um, he's uh, he's holding it rather proudly. Uh, it, it, you could tell Earl at this point, uh, since uh, since the original incident, he's had a couple of safety classes. He's gone to. He's a uh, he's he, he is doing the the proper hold and presentation of this rifle like it was the first time he ever got caught on camera, <laughs> not the second time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so somebody critiqued him, and he paid attention. Yep, yep. We also have to remember too; he he's suffering like the rest of us. That he may have wanted a different features and and uh, equipment on his rifle, but slim, uh, Pickens might be kind of slim right now. He may have had to settle for what he could find. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, and his wife's name is uh, Patricia. I just uh, just found it here. Um, yeah, this is um, I'm looking at the wall behind uh, uh, in the gun store here. Um, a couple different kinds of styles of, uh, of M4s, and it looks like, for the most part, they are 16-inch front sight posts, um, maybe one or two different. Uh, oh, there's a Chris Vector up on the wall there behind them. You got, to, you got your Kel-Tec, uh, uh you know, underfolder, your PLRs here. This is, this is a, to find out what gun shop this is. Let's take a look here, you know. Maybe go visit these guys. Um, so uh, so good on him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what a, what a great... You know, slap in the face to uh, the uh, the district attorney in the city of of uh, Saint uh, Saint Louis that filed these ridiculous charges against him. Now, I, I think like you and I talked about last week. I'm a I would have loved to have seen them fought it till the end, but you know, when you're a gazillionaire like we, you know, I'm assuming these guys are. You know, they're the biggest two of the biggest personal injury attorneys in town. They got to be worth hundred million dollars, I would bet, just based on where they were living. Um, and when, possibly, yeah. and and when uh, when the state comes down and says, um, "Listen, we're going to drop it to a misdemeanor that doesn't mean anything, and it's going to cost you twenty two hundred dollars total between the the fine and the rifle you're going to lose." You, 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 I think you just go, uh, "Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah." Why why am I even wasting my time with this anymore? You know, uh, I I get it. We we all want to see him, you know, be the champion and take this case all the way to the Supreme Court. But 
Um, he could still go after the city and this district attorney uh, civilly. So, you know, he could, he could come at them that way, you know. So we'll, we'll see. If they definitely, if they violated his, uh, his Second Amendment rights. He did not agree to lose his Second Amendment rights. So he still has the opportunity to go and, and fight, for, fight for that. So, um, you know, good on him. Good on him. Maybe uh, he'll do that in his spare time. Um, yeah, exactly right. Or, or let, let's talk. Got a couple minutes left in the segment here. Uh, for those that are going out to buy their first AR, what what kind of features are you? Would you recommend for them to get in that first time AR purchase, uh, as opposed to let's call it the Mall Ninja gear, which you 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 may uh, learn how to use later. Um, but but what would you what would you recommend for people to put on their first? Uh, America's Rifle Model 15. Mike, it's only a two-hour show. I know. I know. And you only got three minutes left, so. <laughs> so <laughs> drive faster. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what length? Let's, go, let's go here. What length that, barrel? It's a, it's a, well, the shortest you can go without getting into SBR is a 16-inch. Right. Uh, and I'm going to stick with just the rifle variant. I'm not going to get into the pistol variant. Right. Uh, 16 inch. I personally prefer, like I said earlier, uh, uh, mid-length gas system. Uh, I like a uh, a handrail, not the handguard with the front sight base, because I run mine with red dot optic. Right. Uh, I know how to use irons, but I'm more trained, more familiar with the red dot. Uh, and, and I'm just giving you my personal yeah. preference. There's nothing wrong with how, you know, it, it, it's, it's what you want and how you want to use it is what ultimately drives the decision of the equipment on your rifle. Uh, for uh, into the muzzle, I prefer, personally prefer a uh, muzzle brake more than a flash hider. Uh, I get, get into uh, competition and recoil management, and ultimately, if if I have to grab my rifle in a defensive situation, it's gone bad enough. I'm not worried about hiding flags. I, I want you know fast follow up shots. Uh, again, you know handguard. Uh, I like a six position collapsible buttstock. Yep. Uh, carbine buffer system. Uh, different hand uh, grips for the uh, trigger are going to be. Uh, personal preference again, a good quality trigger. Uh, there's nothing against mil spec, but you can get a uh, nice, lighter, more reliable trigger. Yeah, yep. Uh, yeah. A, sl- a sling, uh, that's something down the road, doesn't have to be right now. Uh, if it's get, get a sling or get five or six magazines to go with it, take home, get the five or six magazines. That's get right. The sling later. Yep. Uh, my personal preference for each platform, for my rifle, for my wife's rifle, I like to have in the house 10 to 12 for each one of them, not just, you know, 12 between us. No, she's got 10 to 12. I've got 10 to 12. Uh, for the other rifle, I may have another 10 to 12. I've, I've got mags floating all over the house, needless to say. Yep, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. So I... I I, I love what you're saying. I love everything you're saying. I, I think um, um, I think you uh, and I agree on, on most of that. I think the only thing I would tell to people is um, um, 
get uh, get as close as you can to base model. The th- you know, except for like you said, the Earl, that that rail because uh, it's hard to take that front side post off once you have that on there. But all that other good stuff is pretty either stock or the next level purchase up. So I think that's really really good stuff, and that's a great starting point for everyone. So so good on you, good good uh, good uh, opinion, yeah. good analysis there, Earl. Um, hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. And stick around; we got more after the break. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, but so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click to... Two minutes. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their ear pods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guy, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. That's the MagSwag.com studios. Uh, if you're getting a little bit different levels out there, folks, we're trying some new equipment today. Um, so we're uh, trying to bring you, again, the best show we possibly can. So let's see here. Let's see here. Hey, uh, we managed not to laugh on that one. Oh, I know, right? right. I got, I got uh, Earl here in the studio with me. So uh, welcome back to the, uh, the, uh, the actual uh, location, Bravo Earl. How are Yay, you? I made it. Um, let's see what we got here. Moving, moving right along. We're trying to get to our, our next set of stories, but um, we are we're one of those storms. I think is right over us. Um, yeah, so, it's uh, pretty close. So, 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 Colton, um, if if we do lose you, um, it's about a five minute uh, reboot process for us here. So, um, we'll let you uh, lead karaoke with the listeners for a little <laughs> while. Um, do a bit of an improv comedy set too. Yeah, there, there, there you go. Exactly right. Exactly right. 
Um, let's uh, speak of the comedy. Let's talk about the governor from Louisiana, uh, the, the the governor John Bell Edwards, B E L with only one L. Like uh, they ran out of L's. Like they didn't have enough L's for this guy. Hmm. Um, Maybe it's like a short bell. It's like John Bull Edwards. Bull, you know, they just they just roll right into it. Um, uh, Louisiana, or folks didn't know this, is is one of the uh, very very few states in the South that has a Democrat uh, governor. He uh, he vetoed a bill that will allow people in uh, Louisiana to to have uh, you know to carry concealed without a permit or training, which is com- you know commonly called constitutional you know carry. Right. Um, now, th- this is kind of weird in a couple of different ways. Um, the legislature there in the, in the, in the great state of Louis- Louisiana. 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 Louisiana, yeah. Yep. Um, they, uh, uh, they have uh, all Republican. Well, not all Republican. A majority Republican uh, you know, House and Senate there in the state of Louisiana. So this was actually passed. With a lot of support from uh, from the left, from the from the Democrat side, from the you know making it a bipartisan piece of legislation, mm-hmm. and uh, it went before the governor's desk, and he uh, he vetoed it. He said uh, he said no, I am uh, I am going to not sign this because um, I do not believe in um, in having this constitutional carry. Now I get this. We said there's some there's some odd points about this. Um, well, they already have open carry without license. What? Yeah. So you can already have open carry in Louisiana without license or training. So what's the difference of what this was? Well, according to the governor. All right. According to the governor, um, he has said, uh, let's see, let's get you right there. Let's get the... Um, he said, our current system strikes the right balance of ensuring that people can bear arms while also keeping reasonable permitting and training processes in place. Earl, um, if you would, re- real quick over there on the Constitution posted on the wall, could you, uh, could you f- read the section of the Second Amendment for me that talks about training and permitting? Uh, it, there isn't one. Oh, okay. I guess the governor perhaps has not read that. It says, shall not be infringed. Shall not be infringed. Is there a but at the end of it? No. no, no and unless nothing like that? Okay. No. All right, just checking. Um, he said, it is not too much to ask that a person who wishes to carry a concealed weapon in public be required to attend basic marksmanship and safety training so they understand the regulations associated with such an action. Uh, it, it, it's not too much to require or ask that a governor of one of the states of the United States uh, follow its constitution. I mean, right? Absolutely. Uh, and I, I, I like to add to the end of his statement here where it says... It's not too much to ask that they get this training uh, and marksmanship and safety, um, but only for concealed carry, not for open. Yeah, well, I would say when him <laughs> him saying that, I'm hearing, I support the Second Amendment, but... <laughs> exactly, exactly right, exactly right. Uh, we know that uh, Texas and Mississippi have both passed expanded concealed carry laws similar to Morris's bill. Uh, Republican governors there have signed them into law, making those open carry states. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Okay. Constitutional carry states. Um, he, uh, the, he says the people of Louisiana uh, want it. This. I'm sorry. This is what the, the the sponsor of the bill said. The people of Louisiana want it, and hopefully we will join our neighbors like Texas and Mississippi and pass constitutional carry. Here's the great part: with or without the governor's signature, because the legislature is majority, and I believe they have the supermajority mm-hmm. Republicans. They can do a veto override of the governor's veto. 
So it got sent to the governor's office to be signed, and he vetoed it. But they have enough votes to override his veto. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try, governor. Yeah, yeah. whoopsie. Sorry about your luck. Um, Supporters of this uh, concept are definitely for it. They believe it should be uh, covered already by something under the Second Amendment, uh, this constitutional carry. They believe the current Louisiana law requiring training and permits to carry a concealed firearm or infringements of their constitutional rights. We just said that to you, folks, and we say that to you every week, every hour, probably every segment when we have the opportunity. I love how when they come up for, you know, their reasoning for we need, we need you know, infringements on our, on our God-given rights, they come up with, they, they, they think everyone is a criminal or up to no good or, you know, up to, you know, something nefarious. You know, think about Bourbon Street. With 21-year-olds all packing underneath their clothes, uh, the uh, executive director, I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm not even going to attempt it, executive director of the Police Chiefs Association during the debate, if anybody can conceal carry, they're going to be popping off in a heartbeat. Those kids will be able to put one under their clothing. I think it's going to create more shootings. Earl, and, um, and, uh, and every state that what? we have seen constitutional carry occur that allows concealed carry... Um, and how many of those states have we seen that happen? Uh, none. That'd be none. That'd be none. I, I you know, I, I'll point to uh, I, Georgia is a great example. Uh, I think it's about 14 years ago now. They they opened up their concealed carry and open carry um, to establishments that sell alcohol. Now, um, I, I don't say that because I want anybody to mix alcohol and firearms. I say that because it was predicted back then. If we allow firearms into places that serve alcohol, that it's going to be drunken shootouts all night long over the craziest stuff, over over sports scores, over hitting on a girlfriend, over that's my seat and that's your seat. Well, guess what? In 14 years, there's been zero. Yeah. Zero. Earl, when all this started back in 86 and we started getting our constitutional rights back, remember it was we can't have permits and give people concealed carry licenses because it'll be just like the Wild West at the gas station. There'll be blood in the streets. Yep, yep, blood. And we've had none of that. None of it has happened. So you do not see people that are licensed and legally able, or excuse me, legally able. It was licensed before. We're talking about getting unlicensed. The you don't see the people that legally ha- take that responsibility and carry the firearms doing these things. We know that law enforcement officers are more likely to commit a crime with their firearm than a, 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 a licensed concealed carrier. Folks, I'm not saying anything bad about law enforcement. I'm just saying that st- the statistics prove, and this is minute, by the way, that I believe it's law enforcement officers or something like in the 3 to 4% range. They commit a fi- when they commit a crime, they use their firearm. But for, for concealed carriers, it's less than 1%. Yeah. Uh, um, it's, I mean, they're minuscule on both counts. Uh, that was not a dig on law enforcement by any means. I'm just saying that they, people that carry a firearm legally are, uh, are, are extremely, extremely cautious with what they do. They don't want to lose those rights. Um, we, we know that, um, um, again, nothing's happened with open carriers. This won't happen with concealed carriers. But the governor and everybody else against this, including the police chiefs that you just cited, you quoted, Earl, they all seem to think that once we say con- constitutional carry is okay, that all of a sudden felons will be allowed to carry these firearms. Yeah, yeah. And, that and, does and, not change. And, and to me, that even com- that, that compounds... And I'm going to say it, the stupidity of their line of thinking. 
they're already allowed to strap a pistol to their hip where everybody can see it. But if you pull your shirt over it, that's where they're going to freak out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and again, they show their ignorance by saying things like this because, um, well, then felons will be carrying guns. N- what, where in the law did it say we're going to exempt felons? Yeah. Nowhere. Are you that ignorant or are you just trying to stir up the fear? You know, and, and we know what you're trying to do. And by the way, this is the, uh, I would call these law enforcement executives, the, uh, the, the politicians of the police department. Yeah. This is not the rank and file that feel this way. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're, they're, they're victims of that decades-old tr- uh, training. You know, they went through the academy yep. where every, every new recruit was taught. It was drilled into them, you know, civilian with gun, bad. Civilian with gun, bad. That's right. Not, you know, a civilian with gun could potentially save your life. And we see it happen all the time. That's what we do see happen. We don't see... Uh, uh, shooting in the streets. We don't see wild, wild west kind of stuff. What we see is the civilians that come to the aid of law enforcement. Yeah. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studio. Stick around. More when we get back after the break. The Deltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? A CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio. Two minutes. Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the MagSwag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. 
Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We uh, we were here. It's the end of the end of the first hour, end of the first segment, and um, already. Uh, yeah, yeah. It just it happens sometimes. Uh, just like that it comes up on you. Um, we've got. Uh, I don't know, Earl. You, you, want, you want to start with the uh, with the, start with the 1911 comment? How much time we got? We only got one segment, so <sighs> but we might have to we might have to let it uh, you know go into a different segment. So yeah, probably. Um, I, I, I foresee that happening. All right, then let's go. To, let's do Parkland. Let's do Parkland. All right, all right. Uh, Parkland, Parkland shooting. Everybody remembers the Parkland shooting, uh, the uh, the the Valentine's Day shooting back in '98, uh, right? '98. 98, was it? 98, 97, 97, 98? Or excuse me, 07. It was uh, 17, 18. <laughs> I was going to say, 17, wow. I mean, that was throwing me off. Like 97, yeah. what? I, I just went to the last seven in my brain, and it was uh, in the 90s. Uh, so uh, that's yeah, just let you yeah. know. It was in 2018. Yeah. What, what was, were you remembering what, 1990 was only you know 10 years ago or something? Do, or? do, you, re- do you know that right now, <laughs> right now, you are closer to the year 2050 than you are to the year 1990? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right? All right? I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just oh. saying. I'm just saying. And for those of us that lived in 1990 and remember 1990, I I'm not talking about well. you folks that were joined, that were born in 88, 89, or 85, 86. Yeah, I'll say my, my, my child was one yeah. in 1990. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly right. Uh, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Um, well, uh, the, the former National Rifle Association president, um, uh, David Keene, uh, and... Um, uh, we've met him a couple of times before, and uh, and then friend of the program, uh, you've had him on. He's been on here with us for uh, Doctor John Lott. Uh, they were both asked to come out and speak to a graduating high school class um, for uh, James Madison Academy uh, out in Vegas. Except James Madison Academy doesn't exist; uh, it's fake. Hmm. Um, uh, the uh, the the Parkland peoples, the the you know whatever they're calling themselves, the uh, uh, relatives of those that were killed, some relatives of those that were killed. Remember, seventeen, seventeen were killed. Well, um, but it's it's almost like um, when you've got uh, uh, a base a basketball game, or excuse me, let's go to a baseball game. A baseball game when Hank Aaron hits his final home run or something like that, and there's thirty eight thousand people in the stands. Uh, within ten years. Uh, there was three million people in the stands. If you if you go around, I was there. I saw it. I was there. I saw it. So you you hear a lot of this with the with the Parkland also. You know that I'm a survivor of Parkland. How are you a survivor? Well, I was in Miami when it happened. It's like forty miles away, dude. It's like forty miles away. Uh, but, um, I, I can I can go even one better. The 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 fa- face of the Parkland shooter, David Hogg. I saw you know this was yep. a few weeks after everything yep. you know all all the the controversy was stirred up they interviewed him on camera mm-hmm. he was not home or not at school he was at home yeah. as soon as he heard about it he said i jumped on my bike and rode to school and i'm adding in and then jumped into in front of a camera yep yeah he was doing some journalism assignment or something like that there he was home for you know? yeah and i don't, then, I don't uh, remember why but and I then like, rode back up yeah i remember it i remember it well yeah so but, uh, it, so i'm as much of a parkland surviving uh as he is victim yeah, as yeah. he is yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah, i was in florida you were, yeah that's right you were in florida you're you're a, you're a survivor you're a survivor um so this fake uh, james madison academy uh, the the parents of of um one of the uh, of the, the students killed there, uh, their their names are 
Uh, they're the other. Oh, what's the name? The Ol- Olivers. The Olivers. Uh, Manuel and Patricia Oliver, uh, whose son uh, Yaquin. Yoquin. Yoquin. Yaquin. I've never known how to say that. Yoquin Phoenix. So it's spelled the same way. As Joaquin. Go that. Oh, that way. There you go. Joaquin. There you go. Uh, so uh, he was uh, one of the ones killed. The parents there. So they organized this um, this this group called uh, uh, Change the Ref. I don't even know what that is, but. What they did is they got Dr. Lott and they got David Keene out there and they said, we want you to give the commencement speech to the, the academy here, um, uh, you know, and uh, we'd like you to talk to them. Well, now, again, we, we, we know Dr. Lott um, and uh, Dr. Lott talked to them and said, um, uh, sure, you know, but, but remember, Dr. Lott's not just about Second Amendment. He's an economist. Earl. I mean, this guy sees numbers like uh, like Neo did in The Matrix. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. at the end there, this guy, that's where, you know, he's able to come up with these in- incredible facts. Uh, because of what he does, uh, you know, to, to prove statistics. Um, for for those of baseball fans, uh, he's a saber he's a saber metrics guy. Okay, um, he could he could prove the, uh, via the via the numbers what's going to happen. So they get them out there and they tell Doctor Lott, uh, "We'd like you to also address uh, um, you know Second Amendment stuff uh, and politics." And and Doctor Lott said, um, "No, that's uh, not for yeah, we're, we're we're talking to high school." Yeah. Potential high school graduates. Right. We're trying to inspire them. We're trying to, you know, lead them into their uh, into the future here with some uh, motivational things. And they're like, well, we want at least half. We want at least half. So they rented an auditorium, uh, these uh, the Olivers, and they told uh, Mr. Keene and Dr. Lott that they were going to do a dry rehearsal and that they were going to go into the amphitheater there or, or, you know, one of the theaters out there in Vegas, and uh, they would do their, uh, you know, they would rehearse it. Let's do a dry rehearsal. You guys go up there, you do your speech, uh, then we'll be done. Then we'll come back and we'll do it, uh, you know, next week or the next couple of days, and we'll do the real thing. Well, they went out and they did their, did their spiel, uh, and then the uh, the Olivers were gone. They left town. They they told them, oh, it was canceled because of COVID, so don't worry about it. And they were gone. Um, well, the Olivers were filming it, and they were doing it in such a way as to show the empty theater. So mm-hmm. as they're up there talking about politics and guns they're showing the empty theater as they're talking to it and then they said there's 3,044 empty seats in this theater the num the same number of high school children that died this year to gun violence uh trying to say that the em- that the empty seats are there because right mr keen and uh, and dr lot well listen here the olivers go on to talk about uh and they say in this story and they say in every other thing interview they've done so far it's the background checks earl it's the background checks. And David Keene and Dr. Lott have been against background checks since the onset. And it's the background checks are the reason that these children are dead. Yeah. Do you, do you remember Do you remember the, the, the shooter? And I'm not going to ask you to say his name because we don't say their names. The shooter from Parkland, remember how he got his firearm? Uh, with a background check from a gun store. Yeah. And the reason he uh, passed that background check? Uh, do you want me to... Cut it, yeah. cut it down. We need, uh, the, uh, we need the two and a half minute version. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> okay. Uh, the the local sheriff wanted to make sure he still got federal funding, yep. so he did not uh, prosecute and arrest uh, juveniles yep. after going to his home over nineteen times. Yep. But he knew if he had to, if he arrested him, he would have to report it and everything, and that would affect his federal funding. The FBI was even involved with this kid, yeah. Knowing this, so between the sheriff's office down there and sheriff, former ousted sheriff Scott Israel, um, 
and, uh, and the FBI down there blew this. Just blew it. They had a chance, just like every other shooting we seem to have talked about when it comes to passing the background check, is that the FBI or somebody else screwed the pooch, and 17 people end up wounded, and 17 end up dead, and now these parents... Listen, now you know what? If you're the victim, uh, if, you're, if you're the parents of a victim, I get it. You, you grieve. You want to take care of it. But I'm telling you right now, when you start coming out and lying, and you start coming out and making up facts, and you start coming out trying to embarrass people with your lies... Well, then you know what? I've got no goodwill towards you at all. Go back home. To find, your, find, find your real inner self. Find some truth. And then maybe we could talk. You're, you're no better than this shooter is. Yeah, as soon as you're trying to dupe me into you know, falling into something like this, yeah, I immediately turn you off. I, uh, I'm like you. I, I quit giving you sympathy. Yep. And... You know, where, where they may have a valid point. Sure. But as soon as they, they start using nefarious means yep. to prove their potentially valid point, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, 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 w- I want to give us a little bit of homework, Mike, okay. a follow-up on this story. Yes. Being, as you mentioned, that this particular shooting, we, we've now come to, it's come to light how the system in place was, it, the system didn't just fail. It was sabotage. Yep. How many of the let's let's go back, what, ten years, and all the quote and I'm doing air quotes, folks. Yep. The the big publicized uh, mass shootings. If we can do a little research and find out how many the system, you know, and I'm just going to generalize I, yeah. the the system in place failed. I know where we was I, sabotage. I know where we get that info. Okay, Dr. John Lott. Uh, um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's good, good stuff. Good stuff. We can get, we can get that done. You know, and what it's going to come down to, they're going to say we wanted background checks, uh, but they obviously don't work. So now we just want to confiscate guns. Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, you're okay. listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagStrike.com studios. That's the first hour. Until we see you after the break, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Delta Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second... All right, that's Tower 1. Curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey, everyone. This is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. 
Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. My name is Mike. I uh, promise to bring you... Well, promise is a very, very definitive word. I, uh, I promise to make an effort. Promise to, <laughs> I promise to try. <laughs> uh, I'm going to mostly commit to uh, bringing you all things gun, all the gun time. Um, I do not do this show by myself uh, on my right as a right-hand man. The great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbett, approved memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Live in per, in studio in studio in the in the uh, location Bravo yeah not the mobile okay. mini studio not the mo- no no the location Bravo so um, um, you know before we got off on uh, on rain last hour I, I I was I did want to relay a little story I had a little kind of like a, a happy ending story um, but a clean one not a, not what you're thinking now <laughs> folks dirty minded people um, <laughs> the uh, um, it, uh, it's, it's the story of a guy who ordered some products on Amazon. Um, four tires. Four tires. And I, Earl, I think you and I have had this conversation. Uh-huh. Um, ordered myself four tires on uh, the, uh, on the old uh, interwebs there. Um, it was Amazon. It wasn't uh, Prime Days. This was three weeks ago. This is three weeks ago. Um, about the time uh, Mrs. Mike informed me that she had to have new tires on the car because the other one's... I don't know. Sounded funny, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. They're I just, shiny. I just don't know. I don't know I what just, it is. They're shiny where just, the tread is. Oh, you mean the 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 <laughs> the steel cords are showing <laughs> through? Just, they sounded funny. Um, so um, the uh, you and I, Earl, we have a we have a, our own personal mechanic, uh, a, a mechanic guy. We actually got two. We got a a standard combustion engine guy, and then we got a diesel guy. Yeah, we got uh, we got we got two mechanics, and uh, and I I have to tell you I give ninety nine percent of my money to ninety nine percent of my automobile money go to my mechanic. So everything I spend on automobiles, ninety nine percent of it he, goes he, to him. He gets ninety nine percent of your yeah. business. Now and that's and, about and, and like he said, he's he he needs to step it up. He's, he's gonna step he's it up, trying okay. to get hundred percent. So of the of the of 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 the ninety nine percent of the money I spend on automobiles, he gets now. That's about 140% of my automobile budget, too, by the, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> so, Because so, I'll go over there, and he'll go, do you want this? And I'm like, okay. And then I come, and there's extra. <laughs> he's like, well, I got it. I got it for the rest of the car too, you know. So, I mean, he's a wonderful mechanic, and he's not a, not a shyster by any means. I would, uh, in fact, he's a, he likes to go hunting. He takes trips. And, oh, yeah. And you and I have. Uh, parked cars, knowing they needed maintenance to wait till he gets back. 
because it's not even work. You know what? I'll just use a different car. Yeah. Until yeah, he gets yeah, back. Yeah. Because I want him to work on it. And, you know? and 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 I think we're both in the same boat. Not only is he our mechanic, he's our friend. He's our friend. He's you like know. a red solo cup. Yeah. Not. A, yeah. Not I mean, a I've, <laughs> I've, he's 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 a big time yeah. big time Kentucky guy. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. I've been over to his house. I think two. I don't think it was two years in a row, but two years. Uh, I was invited over for uh, uh, the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. And we, oh, yeah. we sat there and watched the Derby. And they got and, all dressed and, up and, you and, know, and had and the hats par- on. partook of libations yeah, yeah, and yeah, had yeah. a Mint good old juleps. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, uh, and, and food yep. and festivities and had a nice afternoon. Oh, yeah, yep. And uh, I had to get four tires. He, he, he normally does the tires. He does everything. He's, he's, he's a you know, regular guy. He does all of it. Um, and uh, so he was, remember, he had a little uh, little health incident. And, uh, yes, he, unexpectedly. Yes, yes. And uh I found that out, like, right as I was picking up the phone to say, hey, let me get four tires. Uh-huh. Um, so I went online. I'm like, I'm not going to bug him with this. I'll yeah. get this done. He, he's, uh, he's got more important issues. Right, right. And he's got a friend that he'll send you to to do, like, um, the balancing and stuff like that mm-hmm. also. So, um, And uh, I, I ordered the tires. Two of them came within, within 48 hours, Earl. Right. Uh, the other two went missing. Down the black hole. Yeah, yep. Uh, the old uh, uh, the FedEx folks just said, your delivery is pending. And here's what happened. It said, I went outside one morning, and the, the two were there. And I was surprised because they were there. In the, they gave like a four-day window. Right. They showed up the day before the four-day window was supposed to start. <laughs> They're tires. I wasn't ordering, you know, something small. So yeah. I knew it would be, you know, it'd take a couple extra days perhaps. And uh, I got the first two a day early. And then I started looking at the, the, the tracking. And they, they, they sent them in two shipments. First two tires and the second two. I guess you can't stack four tires together. It's too heavy for the driver. So they strap them into twos, you know? Yeah, two, two bundles of yeah. two. The first bundle arrived. The second bundle said it was going to arrive later that day. And I thought, okay, maybe one bundle was in the front of the truck and one bundle was in the back. We've seen that happen before. Oh, uh, yeah, that's my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, they, uh, they didn't show up by the end of the day. Then the next day they went into pending status. And they went into pending status for a week. And all it showed was how they got off the truck in Jacksonville, Florida, 200 miles away uh, at 1 in the morning, and that was the last time they saw them, before they even came to my house, expected delivery at my house. So somebody went back there and scrubbed a little record out, you know, to make sure everything was good. I contact the seller, and it wasn't Amazon. It was a third-party vendor through Amazon. Right. Um, I contact Amazon. and like, well, that's crap. You should have your tires. And I said, yeah, my car's just sitting there. I'm waiting to get the other tires put on uh, because, you know, they sound funny. Um, and uh, they contacted the seller, and the seller's like, sorry, until FedEx finds the tires or returns the tires, there's nothing we can do. And I said, hold on now. Your problem is with FedEx, not with me. I'm out, you know, two tires worth of money here, uh, and I'm kind of in a holding pattern because I don't want to go buy two more tires, then you find them and deliver them to me. Uh, And I said, you know, you need to refund my money. And they're like, no, no, we can't. So I went back and forth with them two, two days, three days more, contacting them every day. And they said, nope, sorry. Till we know where they are and where they're going, we can't refund any money. Um, I hope you understand the process, that it's going to take a while to send this back to you uh, because we have to locate them and make sure they're received somewhere before that happens. I was like, oh, okay, no problem. Um, so I called my bank and I said... <laughs> um, Hey, charge number such and such on uh, June 11th was the day I ordered them. Uh, I said, um, though I need to uh, you know, contest those charges, um, reverse those charges. And they went, 
what happened? Ordered a product. Uh, half of it showed up. Uh, they will not take any responsibility. I've got no problem paying half of it right now. Um, and they go, well, here's what happens. We're going to refund it all to you. And then you can negotiate with them and have it re- the other half returned. Um, <laughs> and that takes up to 45 days. And I said, okay, no problem. So one last chance, I tried them, said, please, I would like my refund. They said, no, you have to wait. I hope, hope you understand. And I said, listen, I'm, I'm thankful that you understand there's a waiting process to get a refund. Um, because that just doesn't happen overnight. So I'm going to reverse the credit card charges so, right now. So what I did was reverse my credit card charges, and you'll get notice from them. And in 45 days when we figure this out, you'll get your refund back. Thank you for your patience in this. You understand <laughs> that everybody has a policy and a procedure. <laughs> and mine's not to pay for things I don't receive. And I signed my name, family finance manager. <laughs> the email I got back from them was, what the blah, blah, we told you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's eh, not what your other email said. They won't answer me now. Got my money back. Yeah. Got my money back. So, you know what? Screw them. <laughs> As the Scots would say, screw them. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We get back. We got some. We got some. We got some gun stuff. 1911s. We're talking Good. 1911s. And yeah, we'll quit talking about tires and weather <laughs> and focus on some guns. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol. Not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance. Brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR 15, AR 10, and AK 47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tech. Two minutes. For 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel. Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon. You can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. One minute. I'll be founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. 
When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425 All right, here we go. Well... You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Earl, yes, we're, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Um, oh boy! I, I, the title of the story we got was, um, uh, "What's the difference between a three or four hundred dollar nineteen eleven versus a three or four thousand dollar nineteen eleven, or two or three thousand dollar nineteen eleven? And I know that that's the opening line in this story, and that's going to take us down many different type of <sighs> firearms, <laughs> you know, uh, and." Uh, we may have to push Major Bill till about 8 o'clock tonight <laughs> um, <laughs> because uh, we're going to do this. Oh, <laughs> we, yeah. We're going to do this up. We're going to do it right. Um, there's, a, there's a company out there, and um, I, I love the, uh, the, this company. It's, it's, um, they, they make 1911s, right. uh, and they make 1911s in the Philippines. Uh, um, it's not, uh, oh, boy, it's a, uh, um, oh, brain fart, brain fart. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. It's not ATI. It's the other one. It's you're waving your arms. It's uh, it's waving arms. Something which <laughs> arms core. Arms core. Arms core. Thank you. Uh, I was thinking they have another name too. What's the Rock the, Island? Rock Island. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, arms core. It was uh, they made 1911s. They made ARs. They made Colts. Uh, they made a lot of different Colt products in the Philippines up until the uh, I think it was Mount uh, Pinatubo in. Um, was that 89 or 90, 90 91 when, when, uh, when it erupted over there in uh, northern, uh, uh, was it Luz- they're up in Luzon, um, with the, um, where the Clark Air Base was. And it kind, of, it kind of covered the whole northern half of the Philippines, the volcanic eruption. The U.S. military pulled out of Clark Air Base. Right. Um, that's where uh, uh, Rock Island uh, slash Arms Corps was. Right. So they left behind all that equipment because they abandoned the military base. The U.S. military abandoned Clark Air Base. Okay. I, I, the, the story I heard was that Colt, you know, America's beloved yes. manufacturer, put machines in the Philippines. Yes, they did. But it was and, under Clark Air Base's uh, okay. inside the gate. Okay. Inside the gate, so that's why it was protected okay. and all that. Or it was like a protectorate of the military base and all of right, that. Right, so they can still say it's made in America. Correct. Yeah, correct, right. Yeah, made in, yeah, made in right. American territory right. on the other side of the planet. Um, so when they left, those machines got left behind. And 
I don't know whether Colt didn't have time to load them up or they just said, nah, they're crap now. Well, then Filipinos, they went in and said, uh, what's this button do? What's this button do? <laughs> they still what's the, work. What's this button do? So they, they got them churning out. And for years, they've been churning out ARs over there or M16s, not even ARs. They've been churning out full-size M16s. Um, they do the old Colt uh, uh, Detective Special revolver, uh, and they did the 1911. So if you're here in the States uh, and you got yourself one of them 70 series or 80 series or the, what was it, the 1911, which became the 2000 series, the 2001 series of 1911s, uh, you know, the, the, the century gun. Uh, and they all had these extra little safety features and crossbars and weird stuff in them. I think, uh -oh. I think Colt called it a 2001. I know there was somebody, another company that deals oh, in quote. They called quote, it the 1991. Oh, okay. Yeah, the 1991. And they, I know there's yeah. there's another company. Because that was it. They had the 70 series, 80 series, then the 1991. Okay. There's um, another company that calls it the, their, their, their I'm going to say, advanced or modern right. 1911 design, a yes. 2011. Okay. Okay. That one, that one I, uh, and, I hadn't but, seen. But that, that may yeah. be a brand specific. Right. I don't know if, okay. it's, if it's platform terminology or that particular gotcha. brand of terminology. So uh, uh, Arms Corps started uh, uh, um, churning them out. Right. Churning them out. And they sell them in the Philippines or wherever, where else they sold them over there. And um, uh, I guess they wanted to start sending them here to the United States. Well, if you do the math, uh, do 91 plus uh, 26, it was about, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, five, six years ago, we started to see those come over, maybe a couple of years more. Uh -huh. Well, they, they, they tried to bring them over here. Colt sued them. Uh, they went to World Court or whatever the hell it was, and they said... The nope. Hague. The Hague, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I, I Kevin just ducked. He's, <laughs> looking, he's looking out of his window <laughs> now. Um, they, went to, <laughs> they went to an international you know, uh, arms court or you yeah, know, a yeah, treaty yeah. court or whatever, and they said, uh, listen, you abandoned that property 25 years ago. So as long as they bring in guns that are made now and not in the past 25 years, that's fine. So they started pumping them out. We started getting them here. Nice. Now, so if you get yourself an Arms Corps 1911, they are as close to the 1911 your grandfather carried in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam than anything else you're going to see out there. And nice. we got them. Listen, they're still parkerized with wooden grips, you know. Uh, and, and they're using grips off of, you know, uh, uh, um, Pine, or not pine trees like we had here. They were using them off of uh, uh, um, banana trees and everything ridiculous you know, uh, and, and all sorts of weird stuff. But those guns, when you grab them and shoot them, they, they, they got a little rattle and they got a little, you know, a little clang to them, but they shoot exactly like a 1911 did. They, they, they've got mil-spec tolerances. Correct. Shall Correct. we say. Not the new stuff. <laughs> remember, it was a military gun that John Browning designed. It was meant to oh, be. Yeah. It yeah. was meant to have some tolerances where you could get dirt and nastiness in there, and it would still work. It could get in, and it could get out. And I think that's some of the problems with the $3,000 and $4,000 1911s. These guys are hand-milling specific parts to them, or even factory parts, and putting them in there. But the tolerances are so tight oh, that they're... We, we had a had a former coworker, the you know guy that worked with us at the shop. He owned a a hand fitted 1911. Yeah. Uh, you know when when the the gunsmith started to build his pistol, yep. those parts would not fit together. Yeah, they were hand fitted. Yeah, it was a it was a work of art. Yeah, but he said in going to the range, within 500 rounds of shooting. He could tell 
that gun was slowing down. Yeah. The tolerances were so extremely tight. Yep. The accumulation of gunpowder and, you know, crud. Yep. yep. And we all know how dirty guns get in Especially general. That's your 45. Yep. yep. Yeah. And, and, and within 500 rounds, he could tell the gun was not cycling as f- It was still cycling. Yeah. But it wasn't cycling as fast as when he started the yep. range day. And right then and there, I mean, I'm listening to the story. Okay, cool, cool. And I was like... All right, I'm I, I'm never going to spend the money on that because, I, I admitted, I'm I'm lazy. I don't clean my yeah. guns that often. I I want to you know <laughs> I'll maybe clean them you know every two or three cases of ammo. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, a lot of them have the tolerances where you shouldn't have to. Um, I mean, it's always good to clean a gun if you're sitting around oh, doing yeah. it. You're great, but and Earl's or, or, or not saying, ah, I'm not sure my gun's going to work, but I'm going to carry it today. That's not what he said at all. So don't don't I don't want to hear that complaint. Um, so. I've seen this before, and I've got an old, I've got an old 1942 Ithaca, and it's just like the new. Well, it's looser because it's it's much older, but um, it's much like the new uh, uh, um, arms course. Um, I love the older guns, the, the excuse me, the less expensive ones that are out now. Knowing that history of them, would I go out and buy one from somebody else that's making one and trying to make it with tight tolerances at five hundred dollars? Absolutely not. Uh, and 1911 was never meant for those tight tolerances. Um, now. The, the guy we were just talking about. If you want to take a three thousand dollar race gun, nineteen eleven custom build, and you're going to do competition shooting, and you're only going to drop two three hundred rounds through it, it's great. It's great for that purpose. Would I carry that as my everyday gun? No. Yeah. No. Nope, uh, not, not at all. It's 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 like a you know a c- car. Yeah. Do you want a quarter mile drag racer? Yeah. Or do you want a grocery getter? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know. I remember it was, uh, I'm going to drop a name here. It was uh, Larry Vickers. Yes. He's a very famous 1911 pistol smith. Yep. And one of his terminologies in, he, he teaches a class where you you build your 1911. Yeah. You know, he gives you the parts, tell, tell, shows you how to put it together. Yep. And at the end of the class, that's your handgun. You you leave with it. Yep. Uh, his, his statement was, if you treat your handgun like a lawnmower, buy a Glock. Yeah. And I, admittedly, I treat well, my gun like a lawnmower. Just, and Larry quite wanted often. to have. Remember, Larry, Larry didn't make five hundred dollar guns. Oh no, Larry no. made five thousand yeah, dollar guns. Well, I don't know if they were quite yeah. that much, but I will split the difference. Yeah. It, was, it was around twenty five hundred. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah you, you know, and, and and I'll be. I I I love the platform. I yeah. I've got to give respect for the platform. You know, John Browning designed it arguably over a hundred years ago, yeah. and all we've been able to do is tweak it. We haven't redesigned it. Mm-hmm. We've just slightly tweaked it to improve it. it yeah. It, it's amazing. Uh, but for me personally, I am not trained on it. Right. I am not used to that external thumb safety. Yeah. Uh, it, it, do, does it have the best trigger in the platform? Yeah. You know, in a handgun? Yes. You know, I'm not right. arguing that. It's just if I you know, was going to carry one, I'm going to put oh, yeah. Listen, 20 pounds of pressure on that trigger. Oh, yeah. Thumb it's an safety. old single action, and you got to lock and cock it, and everybody, oh, red blah, the safety, blah, 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 blah. all right, all right, all right. Don't carry it. Carry the Glock, and which is perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of guys out there. This story's about what's better, a $300 yeah, the, 1911 or a $3,000 1911. And it, it all boils down to what do you want to do with it. Exactly right. That, just like anything else. Yep. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Stick around. we get back. Major Bill. The tool fits the job.
40 kilometers northwest. He said we do have Majorville today? He should be calling in, yes, sir. Military base. Okay, cool. Soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program with all of the above and more selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits and serves as the link between them and the American people, people just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO, until everyone comes home. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire, you're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's going to happen next and how long am I going to be here? Two minutes. The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack. Two minutes. Had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who have been where I had been before, said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com. And... I've got Major Bill on the line, by the way. Roger. Now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Officer Alexandra Lexi Harris died Sunday, June 13th, 2021, while serving with the Seattle Police Department Patrol Division. Harris, 38, of Seattle, Washington, a six-year veteran, was struck by a vehicle while helping others involved in a crash on I-5. Officer Harris died as she lived in service to others. She was on her way home from shift early Sunday morning when she stopped to help with the multi-car crash on Interstate 5. She was struck and killed by another motorist. While Harris was off duty at the time, SPD stated her death will likely be classified as line of duty due to the circumstances. It's no surprise to hear that Lexi selflessly put the safety of others before her own, but it is tragic and heartbreaking to know that she lost her life doing just that. Harris, a Seattle native, grew up in Wallingford and attended Nova High School. She studied human kinetics at University of British Columbia in Vancouver and worked in the personal fitness industry for years after college. She managed a 24-hour fitness in Las Vegas, but lived in Seattle for most of her adult life. Officer Alexandra Lexi Harris, you are not forgotten. 
if you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960, and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for, uh, again, uh, sponsoring the Fallen Heroes segment of the program. Uh, uh, talked to Kevin today, uh, doing well, stuck at a birthday party. I uh, hope to have him here with us soon. Uh, he wants to, uh, he's got some, uh, some incredible self-defense uh, tips that he's going to be giving us here in the next couple of weeks um, from uh, some real-life experiences he's gone through recently. So we'll have Kevin back in the studio here with us shortly. Nice. Um, uh, let's see. On the line with us, we have the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of the program. Please welcome back to the show, Major Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing this week? You know, not not too shabby, sir. I mean, the Islanders lost last night, and, uh, you know, the Florida Man uh, Lightning are back in, the, uh, you know, moving forward. But other than that, I'm doing all right. How about you? Yes. Uh, I, it was a great game. Uh, you, you love when the, when the series uh, drags it all the way out to a game seven. Uh, I watched uh, Montreal uh, win for, uh, and it's great that there's going to be a, a Canadian team yeah. going back to the dance for, for Lord Stanley's Cup. It's been been several years since we've seen a, a Canadian team uh, get in there, but uh, you know you got to be Florida man, and uh, the the Lightning are are back in it. It was a heck of a game last night, uh, back and forth, uh, and you know it was one to nothing. And the shorthanded goal by Tampa uh, was was great. And it was just come down to the last second. It was a real battle. I'm I'm uh, looking forward to see what the how the the Bolts are going to do versus the Habs. Yeah, it's definitely a definitely an exciting game, that's for sure. And I mean, when you say one to nothing, uh, you, you you sound like uh, you're watching soccer. But this was uh, this was excitement at every second, the whole game. So that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's you know when these guys get hurt, they just get up and keep playing. They don't you know fall down and you know yeah. immediately go to their acting yeah. classes. Yeah, what is this basketball <laughs> or soccer? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! So, but uh, so it's going to be good to see that. Uh, law enforcement wise, uh, it's uh, it's it's been a little rough uh, these past couple weeks. Uh, thank you for the fallen hero segment for the Seattle officer. Uh, just goes to show that you know your first responders are out there. It's not just a nine to five job. You know, she was on her way home. Uh, she could have easily have driven past. Uh, but she stopped to do the right thing, and that's that's what the the great ninety nine point nine 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 percent of officers, deputies, troopers, special agents, uh, firefighters, nurses they're going to do. They're going to stop and they're going to help because that's that's what uh, that's what we do. And unfortunately, uh, she paid the ultimate uh, sacrifice for for doing that. Uh, but we we got to remember folks uh our, our law enforcement uh is out there trying to protect you we just had a recent event up in daytona um also Raynor was a uh, shot in the head when he was um uh, out on a suspicious incident the good news is that the that subject uh has been captured he was captured in, in atlanta uh and they used officer Rayner's handcuffs uh to secure him 
So he's nice. fighting for his life. He's in critical condition. Uh, and all we could do is, is pray at, uh, at this time for that he'll be able to recover this. Yeah, and I know, listen, I know it's innocent until proven guilty, but they should have been cuffing the body of this guy is what they should have been doing. Yeah, wouldn't hear any complaints. If yeah. Well, he was, he was, yeah, he was well armed when they, uh, when they caught up to him. He was actually hiding out in a tree house. Uh, he had uh, flashbang grenades. He had two rifles. He had multiple loaded magazines. Uh, and his statement, uh, spontaneous utterance to, to the officers was something to the effect of, uh, well, you know what I'm capable of. Yeah. Uh, so that tells me right there that that was that wasn't just a spur of the moment thing. Uh, as the officer approached him, uh, he was th- already thinking about what he was going to do. And if you you see the body cam footage, uh, it's 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 disturbing to see. This is what our officers are out there dealing with day in and day out. There is no personal accountability. Uh, everybody wants to to uh, uh, get respect, but nobody wants to give respect. And it, it just leads to tragedies like these. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll say it. I don't know if anybody else has said it yet, but I'm going to say it. Um, uh, this uh, Officer Rayner here from uh, Daytona Beach PD, he is probably uh, laying in a hospital with, with a bullet or, or what's left of a bullet in his head because in his mind was, oh, here's a black man. I'd better take extra, 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 extra safety to not do something wrong because I don't want to end up in the middle of the media circus of this. So I'm going to let my training and experiences not dictate what I should do here because God forbid if I get suspended because he gets offended that I detained him. Well, you know, I would comment on that. Uh, but I, I would like to believe that uh, that didn't override uh, his intelligence and his safety. Uh, but these are the things that, unfortunately, our officers, regardless of what race, creed, color, gender they are, uh, the mere fact that they're wearing a, a, a uniform and a badge, they're going to be, everything is going to be second-guessed by uh, you know, social media experts and why they should have done this or why they should have done that. And uh, one thing I learned a long time ago, if you don't know something about a subject, don't offer an opinion about it. Go out and learn about it or go ask an expert. Yep. Uh, but unfortunately, everybody's an expert these days. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I just uh, I, I can't help but think that, uh, again, this guy, maybe he hesitated a second too long because he was worried about, uh, you know, losing qualified immunity, getting tried in civil court over something over how he happens to deal with uh, with a black man, African American man, whatever. You know, that's uh, it's probably the reason this guy's laying in a hospital. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I I agree with Mike that he he may have at least had that thought, and unfortunately, just the speed of thought could have taken him out of the situation to where he, you know, may have been, been you know more alert to handle this situation better. So ridiculous. Bill got about a minute well, left. We'll leave it. We'll leave it with you. Well, it just, you know, again, with everything that's going on, I just want our brothers and sisters in blue to be safe. Be careful. Rely on your training. Uh, don't just, you know, automatically assume things. Uh, we, we're trained to a standard. Uphold that standard. Uh, don't be that uh, reactive officer. Be proactive. Get out in front of things. Uh, and follow your training, follow your policies and procedures, and follow your guidelines. 
and people are going to talk. They're going to offer an opinion, and it's it's uh, it's going to be a circus. But at the end of the day, uh, everybody just needs to do what they need to do and do their job right. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. That's uh, absolutely the truth. And um, I mean, now more than ever uh, is, is a reason why we need you and everybody else to be safe to, safe out there, sir. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it, that's, these are trying times uh, for us. Florida just sent uh, 50 officers uh, on a mutual aid to Texas to go down there and help out at, at the border because of what's going on there. Yeah. So it, it's, we're, we're, we're doing everything everywhere. That's it. Major, please, you and everybody else, stay safe. Absolutely. All my brothers and sisters in blue, remember, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, watch your six, listen to Arms Room Radio. Coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Guys, we'll see you right after the break. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Two minutes. Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the MagSwag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Earl, I think the best way for us to, uh, to ride off in the sunset today is to talk about um, what kind of F-15 you like and... Um, <laughs> How many nuclear weapons you're going to have on yours? Uh, 
Uh, I know I've already been over to the Air Force Base. Uh, uh, to the check, uh, check. You've been kicking the, tires and lighting fires? Yeah, to the surplus section. Now, listen, I can't afford no F-16E model. You know, but no, no, no. They got a couple of A models laying around that uh, yeah, I could make do with, you know. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Folks, what are we talking to you about? Well, old President Sleepy Joe, old Skippy himself. By the way, if he's out in the sun too long, the hair on his legs turns blonde. I don't know if you know that or not. That's <laughs> Yeah, I heard that one too. He, you know, he, he he learned a lot about roaches too. Oh boy, yeah. Huh? Uh, just, just, huh? Uh, yeah, just crap. Um, so, uh, so he was talking about the Second Amendment this week and made sure to tell people that uh, the Second Amendment was never about cannons. Uh, you know, the, the yeah, he said you know, nobody could buy a cannon. The hell, you couldn't buy a cannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, there's there's one quote. I think it's from uh, uh, James Madison said. Uh, Said something like uh, the F we can't, you know. Yeah, just, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was saying, you know, along those lines, it was something. That if if you follow us on uh, Facebook or Instagram, a couple of days ago, I posted it. You know, of you know, uh, you know, for for you science nerds, or science or physics nerds of Schrodinger's cat. Well, this is Schrodinger's gun. You know, picture of an AR. You know, it's decked out. You know, got a, got a quite a few accessories on it. Simultaneously. It's useless against the military, and it's a weapon of war that no civilian should own. I, I thought Schroeder was the one that played the piano. No. Schrodinger's cat was something about... Uh, some, it Schroeder, has to do Schroeder with, played the piano, and uh, Charlie Brown had the dog. Uh, yeah. Nobody had a cat. Now, who the heck was that? <laughs> yeah. we, it, we, it was we Peppermint Patty that leaned up against the piano oh, yeah, listening yeah. to him. Yep, yep. And what was that? And Marcy. Trick? Marcy was the girl's name. Yeah, Marcy Maybe was she the... was the cat. She was, cause she was always catting around trying to get uh, trying to get old Marcy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> LGBTQ oh, before yeah, there, there was LGBTQ. Exactly right. Oh, come on. Who didn't look at Peppermint <laughs> Patty and know? You, you really want to talk about LGBT in society. <laughs> Let's go back to old Charles Schultz and his little... Fantasy of Peppermint uh, Patty back there, you know. Oh yeah, people are all you know <laughs> now. Now that's big time. That's talking about uh, uh, Sesame Street. You know, yep. like, everybody's like, yeah, we've always wondered about Bert and Ernie. I mean, you know, two guys living together. Well, wait a minute, what's going on there? How about Snuffleupagus coming out of the closet? I think that's what we should be talking about. <laughs> oh, big boy. bird. Yeah, that's right. That's a big bird right there. Uh-huh. Um, so Joe, old sleepy Joe. Yeah, back on topic. <laughs> back on topic. Uh, he says. Um, he said, uh, you know, listen, AR-15s are not something uh, that... Hey, what are you going to do? Take on the U.S. military? If you're going to do that, you need F-15s and nuclear weapons. And, 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 and simultaneously around the country, uh, about 100 million people went, deal. Did, 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 did he, did he did, just yeah. threaten us did with you, nuclear weapons? What is F-15s? it with, with the... Why do Democrats want to nuke us? They, every, every year we've got another Democrat that wants to nuke us. See, that's the thing is the the Democrats start talking big and bad and, you know, how how awesome the military is. The Republicans are realist to to understand that in two different wars. And you correct me and fill in the details. We were greatly stymied on guys that went low tech. Yeah. How do we handle guys that drape materials over a bicycle and walk through the woods, through the jungle? How do we handle people that are willing to just hide out and 
build stuff in caves and communicate in person. I, you know, I, they want to they want to bounce something off a satellite. We'll intercept it in microseconds. I remember pictures of uh, uh, early in Vietnam uh, that I'd seen. Obviously, I wasn't around early in Vietnam. Um, Kevin was, um, but I was not. <laughs> he was in China. Uh, yeah, he was in China, which was close to Vietnam. Yeah, so yeah. he was. He was. Listen, Kevin's. Uh, he's an arms dealer. <laughs> he's pushing arms. Um, so. I remember pictures that I saw of early UH-1s, the helicopters coming back with arrows in, in the bellies of them. <laughs> um, and uh, it's before, you know, our, our good friend uh, Uncle Ho to the north uh, and his friends in China came down and gave AK-47s and SKSs to everyone. Um, prior to that, they were using bows and arrows to shoot at the helicopters. And the quote was, how can we lose against people that shoot bows and arrows at helicopters? And the response was, how can we win? against people that are willing to shoot bows and arrows against helicopters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and that's what happened. I mean, you have a people, a people that were, gr- I mean, listen, they, they, had no, they had no bombers. They had a couple fighters that protected uh, Haiphong and, and Hanoi uh, to the north. Uh, but for the most part, it was, uh, it, was, it was small arms. It was, um, uh, you know, a couple of, maybe a couple of PKMs with SKSs, AKs, and some RPGs kind of stuff. Um, that was it. That's what they had. Uh, and they uh, they defeated the, the the world's most mighty military. Well, our politicians helped, yeah, but 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 yeah. that's the difference. Look, at, this is what's going on on in Afghanistan too. You know, when they tell us, and I was there, folks, that um, you can only use this. Oh, by the way, ask how many tracked vehicles and tanks and uh, armored personnel carriers we had in Afghanistan. None. We weren't allowed to bring any over because it was too hostile. Oh, that that's where you were a twat. Yes. A tanker without, without a, a tank. tank. Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> Earl just gave you FCC. You know how that's an abbreviation for Federal Communications Commission? Earl just gave you another abbreviation. That's all he gave you. It's okay. called an anacronym. And it, that, that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't that when one sounds just like the other? So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely right. You know, and if the president really thinks that, he should go talk to Emperor Hirohito also. Yeah. You know, uh, why don't they invade the West Coast of the United States? Because there's a rifle behind every blade of, gl- blade of grass. They weren't on. They, the, the the Japanese army was not afraid of the United States army. They were afraid of the United States citizens. Yep, yep. The militia. Yeah, yeah. As defined by U.S. code, they yeah. were afraid of the militia. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, the army. Yeah, we can handle them. Yeah. It's their citizens. Oh, holy crap! Exactly right. And that's the same thing we've gone through with all the insurgencies over in the, in the Middle East. It's the same thing that happened in Vietnam as well. Um, it, it, exactly like that. So if Joe, if, listen, I'm not saying we're going to go out and we're going to go start oh, a... Oh, no, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, what else did he quote out? He quoted wrong. He, um, he, about he, about he, tyrants. Remember, ty- the, the, he, liberty, the liberty tree with the tyrants. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'll just say, he fails to remember this amongst other things. He is in office solely at our discretion. No, you our, s- you saw his uh, his uh, State of the Union speech to the to both houses of of. of, uh, of no, co- actually, I didn't. Well, I, to, I, to I, the House of Representatives, to the Joint Session of the House of Representatives and the, and the U.S. Senate, he said, "The Constitution says we the people. That's us. That's us here in the room. We are the people. We make the laws. We are the people." No. Yeah. Well, exactly right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Which is which is why. Uh-uh. Listen, if you ask me right now, we're gonna do we're gonna do a 50-50. 50-50. Um, which way is it gonna fall? Is it gonna fall 
easy for Joe or hard for Joe, um, uh, that it's going to fall hard for Joe. Because when the president comes out, and we know this guy is half dementia, and, and, and he's saying stuff that he shouldn't be saying, and he's thinking, and they told him, don't say this, don't say this, and he still goes out there and spouts this crap off. How many times has the president of the United States, arguably the most powerful man in the world, has said to reporters, I'm going get to tr- get in trouble for answering these questions? Yeah. Who the hell does he have to worry about answering to? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. That's like, that's, listen, that's where his brain is right now. That's kind of like, Aaron Earl, you you got a kid. I got one. It's like when you told them when they were little, uh, listen, we're going to have pizza for dinner, but don't tell mommy when she gets home we had pizza. And then the mother comes home and goes, what would you guys have for dinner? And the kid goes, daddy said not to say we had pizza. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it sounds like with Joe. Like they're telling him not to do this. And then they ask about these questions and he says, I'm going to get, in, they say I'm going to get in trouble for telling you this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. he's got the mental intellect. Yeah. Of a, I've, I've, okay. Uh, you know, I've, I've got my list yeah. of reporters I'm going to call on as, as usual. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What? Folks, uh, thanks for joining us. Another great show. Another good time with you. We, uh, we always love being here with you. Um, until, and we got nothing else better. Yeah, that's true. It's Saturday. What else are we going to do? <laughs> um, until next week, please, please, please. Exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. And if you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. And remember, as always, keep your head on a swivel. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity. Not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. That is everything. All right, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Hey, any update up there about when we're coming back to the studio? None that I've heard. I'll have to talk to Jim, but I don't see him very often. So, right. uh, you you guys haven't heard anything either. No, no. Yeah, we heard um, uh, February first of this year. Really? Of this year? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that that obviously came and went. So yeah. I no, I have bit. no idea. But if I, yeah, well, if I do hear anything, I'll let you know. But nothing I know at the moment. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. We'll just uh, we'll just stay like we are. So. Uh, well, you guys have a good rest of your day, all right, and uh, I will see weekend. you guys next week. Yep. You yep. too. All right, bye.